This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're telling the story of Pan Am Flight 18602. Thanks for listening. Hi, Mariah. Hi, Casey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. See, I've seen more of you in the last couple weeks than I ever get to see. (laughs) Yes. But our dear friends. It's been so nice. It's been wonderful. And we've yeah. gotten to see each other, but our dear friends have not gotten to see us at all. No, just little snippets, little baby just, snippets. Just snippets. So uh, I think most of you guys know that um, we went to Costa Rica, which was really, really fun. <laughs> yeah. And Mariah and her husband had the good wisdom to be on vacation. And I <laughs> got my wisdom teeth out yeah. and I could not open my mouth. So I yeah. could not record this show. Yeah. Which is but, okay. We had we did have a lovely time. Oh, such a good time. The teeth, but even the teeth. Even, I mean, that's a good thing. It's done. It's over with. Exactly. Never have to they're, do it again. Yeah, they're out. Bye. But it, it was so fun. Yeah. But we it was a really good back. Time. Yeah, we're back. Yes. So I am. I am so excited about this story. It's one that I it's I know I say this like pretty much every week, but it's one that I've wanted like I've been trying to figure out how to tell it for a long time. Yeah. So and we are going we're going way back. We're going oh. back back further than we've ever gone before in the past. Wow. I'm whacking stuff. And uh we're going back to December second, nineteen forty one. Whoa, that's way, way back. All the way back. Practically wow. all the way back. Practically everyone smoked. Children, adults, pets. Yeah. Yeah. Pets, absolutely. Probably if you had like a pet that was physically capable of smoking, they probably smoked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is the most smokingest smoking time of all. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, a a difficult time in the world, shall we say? Yeah, very difficult. Yeah. December 2nd, 1941. Yeah. So the uh, so it's crazy times, crazy times. Uh, America is not in the war at all, but there is very much World War Two happening uh, in in Asia and in Europe. Uh, And uh, the U.S. is just is feeling out the situation, have not made a commitment yet. So (laughs) as uh, as a nation that hasn't made a commitment yet, uh, it's kind of kind of kind of business as usual kind of Mm. kind of so we uh also because we're going back so far in time we have boat planes ah so back when 
planes were a brand new thing, when commercial aviation was an extremely new thing. Um, Mm. We had uh, basically just the jury was still out on whether it was better for planes to land on water or on a runway. And uh, if they landed on water, if there was water, there was a runway. Obviously, this is a time when there were not airports in every city, but there's usually water in most cities. So. So boat planes are kind of the thing right now, right? And uh, as in in that spirit, we have the Boeing 314. The Boeing 314 is a beautiful blue whale of the wow. sky. <laughs> wow. It is, it's, it looks a lot like a boat with wings. That's Uh mostly what it looks like. Four big, huge, powerful engines. This is like the height of aviation at this time, right? Uh, The engines, it's the first commercial airplane to run on uh, high-octane fuel instead of like regular gas that a car would run on. Regular leaded gas, God bless them. Uh, It runs on like 100-octane fuel, which is... Uh, which is something that at this time only military planes used. So, wow, uh, it it it's obviously extremely luxe. You know, it's this is when you had to be insanely wealthy to fly under any right. circumstances. So the whole plane is first class. Right. It's when planes were super slow and it took forever <laughs> to get anywhere. So there's like sleeping. It's like a kind of more like a luxury train car. You know what I mean? Where there's like right beds and meal place you know it's obviously you know areas where you can sit and smoke your cigarette where you can lay down and smoke your cigarette right uh it took a crew of 11 people to fly and that's that's including two flight attendants so two flight attendants and nine people dedicated to flying the plane wow yeah uh, and fit uh, 74 people on it. That was the max capacity. So okay. that ratio would be rough these days. No one would tolerate that. But at this no. time, that was a great ratio. Like, oh, you get seven whole passengers for every right. crewman, you know, like, wow. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, we've got like this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, Boeing 713, 714, beautiful Boeing 314. <laughs> And uh, it's called so uh, it's a uh, Pan Am is who bought these planes. So good old Pan American Airlines. God rest them. Yeah. May they rest in peace. Uh, But Pan American was, you know, was the airline. They were the airline. Right. And so all of Boeing's 314s were sold to Pan Am and Pan Am did commercial aviation. And they really leaned into the the boat plane thing and so Mm. this is kind of interesting have you ever seen like you know snoopy right snoopy when he's like an aviator he wears like the goggles and like the aviation like cap like the old timey cap or pictures of uh you know any old aviators right or amelia Earhart, anybody so pan am they're the ones who are basically creating our modern conception of commercial aviation and they're really leaning into the boat plane thing and so they were like instead of having our pilots look like aviators who wear who look like uh soldiers basically uh let's make them look like sea captains and that's why they have like you know like that kind of hat and like are dressed nicely and are like dressed like professionals and so Pan Am right. like at the time they wore like white caps and navy blue blazers like like 
seamen, yeah. right? Like like uh, Navy guys. So all of that to say, uh, we're back here when this like beautiful, glorious age of boat planes, giant blue whale length boat planes. And that is all you're getting on how long it is. Uh, and they also started the thing because they're treating their planes like boats. They name them. Right. Yeah. So and that is something oh, right. that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the plane that we're talking about today is the California Clipper. And uh, amazing. Beautiful. 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 Lands on the water. Literally doesn't have landing gear. Can only <laughs> land on the water. Sure, that won't come up. Okay, so right. <laughs> uh, there are. We're going the the plan, right? The 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 what we're trying to do on this day, December second, nineteen forty one, is we're trying to fly from San Francisco to Auckland, New Zealand. Wow. Okay. Which on this day in in 2022, that still takes a long time. Yeah. Auckland, New Zealand is far away, right? But uh, it takes a really long time back then, right? This is like multiple, multiple days, like n- nearly a week it's going to take them to do this flight. But that's right. super fast compared to going by boat. So we're going to New Zealand, baby. Uh, and uh, we have 12 crew members. <laughs> Oh, 12 crew members and so the reason why so many and the reason why there's so many is you have like the you know actual pilots you have flight engineers you have navigators because there's no equipment to navigate right you have to be measuring where you are like you would navigate on a on a boat right right you have radio operators because a radio is like a complex piece of technology you can't just there's no way a pilot can fly the plane and, and run the radio. Right. You've got all of these different. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. It's just and and mechanics, right? This is the time where you right. would bring the mechanical with you because you might need them. So huge crew, couple of flight attendants, some passengers. We're going to New Zealand and uh, we set off from San Francisco to L.A., <laughs> which is not that far, but no. it's. It takes a while, right? And that's the first leg of the trip. San Francisco to L.A. Great. We did it. Now we're flying from L.A. to Honolulu, right? And they take off. And a few of you are, like, really trying to remember, like, early December 1941. When is it, right? Like, when does this happen? And so, right. And I'm not going to tell you yet. No, but um, (laughs) so they they take off uh, for Honolulu and they uh, land just fine because it's December 5th and it's fine. So they land in Honolulu. They add fuel. They take the passengers on. They let passengers off and uh, rest up. They fly to Canton Island, an island I have never heard of. Have you heard yeah. of Canton Island? No. I don't know. Canton Island. It, yeah. you, at this time, Canton Island was the place to be, I guess, because you had planes coming through uh, on their right. way to New Zealand. And so they land in Canton Island, take off from Canton Island, land in New Caledonia. This is what flying was like back then. Yeah. Land in New Caledonia, take off from New Caledonia. And now they're on their last leg, going to oh Auckland. It sounds it's horrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> truly. Truly. Uh, so uh, now they are on their way to Auckland. They're getting, you know, closer. They're, you know, almost ready. They're going to turn around to do the whole thing over again. And... Uh, 
our our good boy John, the radio operator, uh, says, oh, "Hey guys, uh, according to the radio, it's December seventh, nineteen forty one, a day that will live in infamy, and Pearl Harbor, the Philippines, Guam, Wake Islands." Thailand and Hong Kong have all been attacked by the Japanese and America has declared war. Oh, so they flip on uh, their like regular radio, like the like a literal radio that's just going to pick up frequencies to like AM radio and uh, like hear the like very, you know, I don't know if they heard FDR's speech. I don't know what the timing is, but they they learn, they confirm it, they listen to it. And then they switch over to Pan Am radio, right, which has uh, information that's just for them. And the Pan Am radio says America has been attacked. Implement Plan A. So at this time, because uh everyone was like maybe there's going to be a war uh they had every time they would board an international flight they would get an envelope a sealed envelope that would have instructions wow and it would like the radio would tell them like which plan to implement or whatever so they open up the envelope and under plan a it says no commercial planes can land at honolulu they need to continue to Auckland and await further instructions. So Jeez. it tells them, don't turn around. Don't keep going where you're going. When you get to Auckland, you'll get more directions. And I really think, I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, you and I, you know, remember 9-11 and just kind of that very raw, eerie feeling of, of yeah. being attacked. Right. So they're living with that. They're worrying about their families, all of this. And they are incredibly, incredibly far from home. And they know that at a minimum, they can't get back home the way that they plan to. They land in Auckland. They get their new instructions. Normal return route canceled. Proceed as follows. Strip all company markings, registration numbers, and identifiable insignia from exterior. Oof. Proceed westbound at your discretion to avoid hostilities and deliver your aircraft to the Marine Terminal at LaGuardia Field, New York. Good luck. Oh, God. Good luck. Now, everybody has like their mental map, right? Their mental globe is actually what you're going to need for this one. Okay. Westbound. Proceed westbound. (laughs) So much farther. Westbound. The long way. The long way round. And at this time, no commercial plane had ever flown around the entire world because that's what they're going to end up doing. Right. If they actually do this, if they fly all the way back to LaGuardia, they have flown around the entire world. Something that no plane has no commercial plane has ever done in this this Boeing (laughs) 314. So there's no other instructions. Those are the instructions. Get out of there when you can. Do your best, Go champ. West. Good luck. Go west. <laughs> right. Uh, so they have no money. They have no money. They have no route. They have no way. They don't know what the route is because, again, they right. can't just fly. They have to take these hop, little short hop and jumps. Uh, and 
they have no idea who's hostile. They don't right. know what what bases, what islands. Like obviously, aviation depended heavily on islands at this time. They don't yeah. know who's hostile and who isn't. They don't know what's safe and what's not. They and they don't even know it. Like what? Right. So, uh, an Australian banker whose name I do not know like takes mercy on them in Auckland and just gives them 500 bucks which at that time was $10,000 so like nice guy gives them so that they can like buy fuel though because they literally have no money right they have no nothing right so uh okay got some money thank you Australian banker uh (laughs) now we need a a route right we need an actual way like how literally a route to get home uh so the pilots walk over to the auckland public library and request all maps all atlases yeah. any books on geography like whatever you got can we have we it? it yeah and they're in their pilot's uniform they don't have like that many clothes you know or anything right and so right. i just and they were going to be working, you know, the whole time. They are very much still working. So they, like, walk in. I'm just imagining this, like, <laughs> librarian at the Auckland Library. Like, war has just been declared. And like, right. in walk a bunch of pilots being like, we need everything with a map on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and they sat down to plan their route. Like, meticulously plan this route. Wow. Uh, they can fly to Australia easily enough. But there's a, a a hitch. Remember, so it's a boat plane. So they really want to fly over water as often as possible because if right. they have to land on the ground, they're going to destroy their plane and then yeah. they'll, and they'll be stuck. They can't take off again. It's just a rock once it touches yeah. the ground, right? So they need to plan this out. But there's really no way to fly all the way around and like not go over land for long stretches right right so they can fly to australia but then perth to the uh easternmost coast of africa is too far it's just literally too far way too Uh, far way too far so they need to uh fly up along the southern edge of indonesia india uh go up along the uh like indian ocean up through like northern uh, like the the middle east really and then back down through africa because like europe's too crazy can't go there and then fly across the the shortest part if they can of the atlantic ocean and then up from there right so that's kind of the route that they kind of tick out right with as best they can um but even that even avoiding europe and even avoiding the normal route they would take back indonesia like uh sri lanka india like all of these are places that may or may not at any given moment be at war, like at active war zones. They are at war, but might be active war zones. So, and they don't have a way to find out, right? They're, they're really on their own. The directions are fly West at your discretion, avoid hostilities. Good luck. So, okay. Okay. So (laughs) they work it out. (laughs) They work it out, go back to the, their boat, plane with their best route that they could come up with with whatever maps they could keep and uh they 
you know, fill the plane's cabin. At least now they, you know, they've got the the cabin of the aircraft, right? And they fill it up with, with like more. They're, you know, they can put fuel in there. They can put yeah. uh, extra parts. They can put an extra engine in if they want to, right? This is great. Uh, and then they get a message, a telegram from Pan Am that says, "Could you please evacuate uh, Pan Am employees and their families from New Caledonia?" Uh. <laughs> Okay. So, no spare parts, very little extra fuel uh, if they do that, right? And so they have to make this decision to really, really risk their lives and risk those people's lives, right? If those right. people are in the plane, they're all risking their lives, right? But it's December 7th, 1941, and all hands on deck. So they say, yep, we'll pick them up. <laughs> and they fly Gosh. back to New Caledonia. And instead of taking like extra parts and bringing all this, these extra supplies, they fill the cabin with Pan Am employees and their families. Wow. And off they go from New Caledonia to Australia, which um, I think that I'll say this out loud. There's a lot of countries we're going to talk about that for our American listeners, you may not know, you may or may not know about their involvement in World War II, because maybe sometimes the way Americans talk about World War II, (laughs) it was just the U.S. fighting the Nazis and the Japanese by ourselves. Right, right. And I just so Australia, for those who may not know, fought bitterly in world war ii and were i'm like we're in real danger right they're very close to japan they're much closer to like the enemy that america ever was right so anyway so they go pick up some nice pan am employees from new caledonia head over to uh and and but now they're in a hurry right they're kind of like trying to rush so they fly over pick up the people like get on the plane let's go we don't have extra fuel that whole like remove insignia thing they uh basically did it but then they kind of you know how this is i don't know maybe not everyone's like this but i'm like this (laughs) where if you're kind of in a rush you can kind of like get started on something and then be like no time and just like quit halfway through <laughs> so <laughs> they're like removing yeah. they're painting over like the pan am sign california clipper like all of this and they're painting right. over the american flag on the plane and then they're like no time and they jump on the plane without finishing it so they still have a little bit of a visible american flag on their plane uh and take off. it i mean god i don't right what, what are you gonna do right <laughs> like, right so they take off and fly over to uh darwin airport in australia they land in the seaport and now they need gas they need fuel right but remember how this plane the boeing 314 is the first and only commercial aircraft that uses high octane 100 octane fuel Mm -hmm. and the only other planes that use that are military planes and now is a time where maybe we're not yeah being so loosey-goosey <laughs> with things that the military could use so right. they get to the darwin airport and they go and talk to the harbor master and they're like can we please have some fuel like please oh, give us God. some fuel please i know you have to fight the japanese please give us some fuel yeah. and the uh harbor master is like you know what guys 
I'm going to give you fuel. I'm going to give you that fuel you need. Wow. The real problem is that we sent all of our fuel trucks to, like, we mobilized them all for the war effort. They're all in bases now. So we have the fuel, and there's your plane. But if you want to get the fuel from the tanks to your plane, you're going to have to use jerry cans. You're going to have to take gas cans and you're gonna have to fill up the gas can and then walk over to the plane and then dump the gas the into the plane they're gonna be there 300 years mariah eight eight hundred and three trips no and how far was it do we know i don't know that part 803 trips of just going back and forth with any distance even if it's across the room at 800 trips is too oh my gosh just mind numbing and again this whole time uh the world is literally at war extremely scary and physically they have to be exhausted they've been flying for like a week straight at this point right or longer and so nope no time gotta take the jerry cans back and forth back and forth 803 trips hours and hours and hours and hours back and forth back and forth really loving that there are so many people who work on this plane at this moment right Right. because if it was just two pilots that would be horrific uh so late late that night finish they have fully fueled their plane by hand they sleep for a couple hours, take off first thing in the morning. Oh, God. And first thing in the morning, bright and early, they set off for Surabaya, Indonesia, uh, which at that time was a Dutch military base. Because another thing that's going to come up a lot in this episode is, is colonization. But uh, so yeah. Surabaya, Indonesia, it's a Dutch military base. Um, they're, they fly over. They're coming in towards Surabaya. They have no way to, like let anyone know they're coming no one's expecting them and it's a war so they're coming in and unbeknownst to our dear pilots surabaya like the military base there had been attacked every single solitary day by the japanese since since pearl harbor since december 7th every single day they're getting attacked by the japanese so now an unmarked plane that they're not expecting with all of its insignia like scraped off painted over is just coming toward them unannounced and they're like oh better go shoot down that plane and so they send up a couple fighter pilots and the fighter pilots get up there and like radio back to their commander like yeah this is just an unmarked plane like shoot it down and then oh my gosh thank god one of the fighter pilots is like hey like is that like half an american flag (laughs) (gasps) oh god they they see the half of the american flag and they're like hmm maybe we don't shoot it down (laughs) maybe we'll wait and see and so they don't shoot it down they allow them to land damn but they land like they're in the water right so they land in the water and they're a little bit like out from the base right and they the the way this works normally is that people will come to them right because right. and that's what they are wanting to do because they want to appear as peaceful as they can basically right right but like nobody is coming to them nobody is getting anywhere near them and they're like "Mm, this is weird and scary and so they like 
brrr, like sh like shoop over and they get like closer to the base and as they get closer to the base right now somebody comes out to them and they're like wow guys first of all we were gonna shoot you down and second of all <laughs> you landed in the underwater minefield we set up okay you landed in a literal minefield Good. and we were just watching you like damn we didn't shoot them down and now they're gonna blow themselves up <laughs> but they didn't get blown Fuck. up they're there uh, uh and now for you know the the obvious question um hi can we have some gas yeah and they say you can have regular car gas Normal car gasoline, gasoline for cars, okay. because all the high octane stuff, honestly, we barely have enough. Anyway, we we just can't spare it because we're getting attacked every single solitary day and right. it's a war. So uh, <laughs> we'll give you all the regular car gas you want, though. And um, OK, OK, car gas is <laughs> it's fuel. It's fuel. This is literally like like a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> it's like a Looney Tunes, like a terrifying Looney Tunes. God. It is fuel. It is fuel. Uh, right. Other planes use it at this time. Uh, but this plane doesn't. And they're all like talking about it. And it, the thing is, um, maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll make the engine explode. Yeah. Maybe the plane just won't be able to take off. Right. Maybe it just will not be strong enough. It will not provide yeah. enough power for the plane to take off. But we literally have no choice. We literally have just no choice. There's no other options. You know, yeah. And, and, yeah. So at least this time they don't have to use the jerry cans. So they do. Here's the thing. So they kind of are trying to, again, do the best they can with what they have, where they are. So they do have some of the high octane fuel that they that hard earned i mean this this is a moment where they have to be really glad that they didn't stop at like 780 trips right because they right. have like a little bit of the high octane left and they think okay what we can do this plane has the ability to um like switch between fuel sources right so or like fuel like meaning like uh where the fuel is stored so yeah. what they can do is they can use the high octane to take off and then switch to the the literal car gasoline the just regular car gasoline which again at this time i mean now tons of people put like high octane like higher octane fuel in their car every day right, right, than, right. than what we're talking about but but you know, for the time, this is this is real low grade gasoline full of lead. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the best they can do. Um, the Dutch did give them some spare parts, which was nice. And they rested and they fueled up with their car gasoline and they took off. Wow. And they took off using the high octane fuel. Got up to altitude, start to run out of the high octane fuel, and made the switch. Oh, and God. as they made the switch, the engine started to vibrate and backfire and shake and spit and scream and vibrate so violently as shaking the entire plane. And they think, oh my gosh, they're going to rip 
off the plane, right? right. The whole plane is just shaking violently. And again, gotta love flight engineers. We love flight engineers. The flight engineers are just focused, like, okay, gotta yeah. like make some adjustments here. And they like boop, 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 you know, do whatever they can think of. And they kind of get the like vibration under control-ish. Like, eh, okay, maybe we're not gonna fall apart, right? It's not gonna shake us to death is the thinking, right? right? It's not good. It's not good. The, you really don't want your plane engines to backfire. You know what I mean? You don't even want your car engine to backfire. Oh so gosh. it's just, and think about like when your car backfires and it sounds like a gunshot. Oh. Can you imagine how loud it would be for plane engines right. to backfire constantly? Being like a passenger on this, not being able to like see or know no. what the hell's going on. No. Right. Right. Oof. Yeah. Right. So they get it to like kind of calm down. And now they have a 19-hour flight to Sri Lanka, oh which at this time God. was Ceylon. So 19 hours of shaking, a little chilled out, but oh like every God. so often there's a gunshot sound as the, the engine backfires. 19 hours. 19 hours. Oh, my God. No. <sighs> so they fly for 19 hours shaking and spitting wow. they have no idea if the engines really at any time could catch fire or explode whatever they're doing it they're getting close they know that they're they should be able to see sri lanka but they're underneath them there's like a thick cloud cover right so they right. have to get down below the clouds so they can see what they're hoping they'll see is sri lanka right or ceylon at that time so they uh get they start to like dip down through the clouds, which I'm sure was not comfortable because it's that's when you get turbulence, right? And they're already shaking like crazy. And so they they dip down. And as they drop down, they can see down in the water like a whale, maybe a whale. Oh, God. And they uh, no. see this whale and they get closer. And the whale has a Japanese flag tattoo on its back. <laughs> Because it's not a whale, not a it's whale. a Japanese submarine. Yeah. And they go, yeah. oh, nope, 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 nope. And they try to gain altitude to go back oh into the clouds to please hide. And But again, how are you going to gain altitude? This is the first time they've tried to gain altitude with right. the stupid gasoline for a car, right? Oh and so God. they try to lift up and the plane is like, no, I can't. And so they're like trying, 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 trying. And they can see... People, soldiers, Japanese soldiers running around on the deck of the submarine <gasps> and they're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to die. And they get up. They like just get up into the clouds. Oh. And as they enter the clouds, explosions start to go off all around them <gasps> because the they fired on them. The, the oh sub fired on them. But they just like, oh, nope, 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 nope. Back out and back into the cloud cover. And they keep going. And then after a while, they finally dip back down and oh look at Sri Lanka and they land oh my god oh, no way that's crazy so, so now they're in Sri Lanka in Sri Lanka they say hi can we have some gas and the Sri Lankans say you can have car gas oh that's what we car have gas. That's what we have here. Car gas. Would you like some gasoline for a car? And they say, sure. And then <laughs> no. they take a nap. They rest a little bit. 
and then they like go back like i just i cannot imagine the exhaustion right no, this is I can't, even ma- I can't even believe they made it to sri lanka at all right right exactly so they like get back into the cockpit and they also like i'm just gonna say this those flight attendants saints because like yeah. anybody yeah. who does this is 24 hour seven days a week customer yeah. service like yeah. those two flight attendants are really working overtime too i don't want yeah. to ignore their their part in this so they took out on the water and they speed up and they take off and one of the engines explodes and they come back because planes do not like gas for cars so an engine did explode but it's okay because we're okay we're here we're here so they come and they land back at back at sri lanka and say like hi our engine exploded and the sri lankans go like oh man and they fix it they have some extra parts right they they brought some extra parts with them And yes, the suite and they've got mechanics, too. And the Sri Lankans give them what they need, everything they need, except except the the gas. But now it takes a long time. It takes a long time. They left L.A. on December 2nd. They were coming in for Auckland on December 7th and Christmas comes and goes December 25th comes and goes while they're waiting in sri lanka they are not even halfway there christmas comes and goes but with finally no there's no money how are they even eating like how are they surviving that's crazy literally like that banker like the first dude they met like who set them up and just like helped them yeah and i do think that there's a little bit of like i don't know i know they're having to pay for like most things they can sleep on the plane i guess uh i you wouldn't want to i feel like there's nothing you'd want more than to get off that plane but so okay so christmas comes and goes and finally the plane is repaired and the next stop is karachi pakistan and that means flying over a big chunk of land like the all of of india uh for the first time it's the first time they've had to fly mostly over land which again dangerous you know what i mean they cannot land and if they land on on the land that is it that's the end of the road they're gonna have to leave that plane there and they live in india now like that's just home until the war ends um so they but again there's just nothing you can do they take off from they take off for the second time from sri lanka and they they make it. They land in Karachi. Wow. And in Karachi, right? They uh same deal, fuel up, car gasoline again. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the car gasoline. And <laughs> they uh now the next stop is Bahrain and they that is over water like the route I don't again this is maybe a blurrier part of your mental map depending on where you live um but they fly they're able to fly over water uh for almost the entirety of the flight between um between Karachi and Bahrain and yeah. uh land in Bahrain hi can we have some gas would you like car gas car oh gas again God. so they already had an engine explode they already had an, en- yeah. an engine explode because of the car gas right so the everybody is just but that's all anyone has to give right that's just all that's being that's on offer so uh so the next stop is khartoum sudan um where they're going to 
for the first time, instead of landing on the sea, they're going to have to land in a river. They're going to have to land in the, the White Nile, which runs through Khartoum. And uh, this whole route is almost entirely overland. And when they get there, they're going to have to land in a river, right? Tough, tricky. A river in a city during right. wartime. And they can't call ahead, right? Or not really. They can't reliably <laughs> call ahead. I, I don't know. And I I mean, I don't know, guys. Some of you might know what Khartoum was like in in. 1941 right but this is a wild trip right so that's all i'll say so they're they're they they take off and uh again another thing that maybe not everybody knows is so saudi arabia was uh neutral officially for world war ii but Mm. um arabs were were brutally viciously uh, attacked during World War One, and yeah. so uh, as and it's wartime, right? And just be, because you're neutral doesn't mean somebody else won't attack you. So as right. they flew, they, the route took them over Mecca, and wow. uh, the like Arabs were like, "Not today, Satan!" and like tried right. to shoot them down because they thought yeah. they were under attack and tried to yeah. shoot down the plane. And they were just like again, just like, "Nope, nope, nope!" Not trying to destroy the holy city. God. So sorry, so sorry. Yeah, right. Like, our bad. We didn't. Sorry. And so they they do successfully. They don't get shut down. They fly over Mecca and uh, they land in Khartoum. They make the landing in this African river. Right. Which is windy, windy river. Okay, now (laughs) they're in Khartoum. We are at the point in our trip where we are going to have like the least availability of water. Right. Because the next thing they have to do, they have to fly from Khartoum to um, Kinshasa, which at this time was Leopoldville. But literally like King Leopold, biggest piece of shit in history. Okay, like I know we're talking about a time where like Hitler was literally walking around and I don't want to diminish Hitler, (laughs) but I think King Leopold should be up there. I think we should talk about him like Hitler. So I'm not calling it Leopoldville. So Kinshasa is the next stop. Right. Uh, Still only have car gasoline. It's the only choice. It's the only thing we can get. Um, But they there's really no water at all between I mean, between (laughs) basically over the desert. Exactly. Exactly. And and if they and again, it like you said, it's it's a lot of desert and it's it's more sparsely populated. So not only right. would they be stuck, they might be stranded. You know what I mean? Yeah. They might just be be toast and be a really weird story after the war. Somebody finds a plane with a bunch of skeletons. Right. Right. So this is a scary part of this trip. Uh, they. They take off off the river and they managed to do it with that that sweet sweet car gasoline and Gosh. they they shoo 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 still vibrating still backfiring this is the most uncomfortable flight in history and they land in the congo river in kinshasa wow and uh, like i've never had the the privilege of visiting Kinshasa, but uh, apparently they had a sweet time. Apparently it was yeah. great. There was yeah. a Pan Am station in Kinshasa. Okay, yeah. Like Pan Am had like an office there and the <laughs> Pan Am employees were like, hey guys, like, and they, yeah. they were, were, do you need some gas? And they're like, we need oh, gas so badly. So and bad. they're like, guess what we have? Hi, oh, acting fuel God. for you. 
Right. And so they're obviously, oh, my gosh, finally, 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 they dump out any of the remaining (laughs) like crappy fuel they have. Right. And they fill it up with that sweet, sweet 100 octane fuel. And they chat it up with the with the, um, you know, Pan Am employees and they eat. And it's just just oh, so great. Right. So great. We're still in the middle of Africa, right? right? We're not where we're trying to get to, right? We're right. not home, but we're they not had a LaGuardia airport. We're in, we are not at LaGuardia airport. Um, but we there, this is like a, an oasis in the most literal sense. Right. Yeah. Um, now some of you may, who just know more about the world than I do. Right. Um, might already have kind of an idea of the Congo river, like what the Congo river mm. is like, um uh, particularly what it's like in kinshasa um uh, little a lot of waterfalls a lot of rapids right not a nice smooth ride okay but (laughs) but they've got the right fuel finally hey right they got the good fuel and they have um uh about like a a three mile stretch ahead of where they're currently parked on the water, right? Where they're docked, I guess. And about a three-mile stretch, right? Which is about 600 blue whales. No, it's about five <laughs> kilometers, right? So, like, a good a good stretch of land, of, of runway, yeah. right? Of, of river in front of them that's not rapids, it's not a, a waterfall. But at the end of that three-mile stretch, a full-blown waterfall, like a whole waterfall, yeah. the whole thing. Not Niagara Falls, but a whole waterfall, right? Yeah. And that, you know, the anybody, if you know where waterfalls are, right, that it's like a gorge on the other side of that, right? So, or a valley, a gorge, whatever. Yeah. So, but, but three miles, three miles. We can That's do that. We got the good fuel. Right, true, and, true, true. Right. So so they kind of like they check their maps, they do their business, whatever, whatever. So and they look and if they can make it to Natal, Brazil, right, the the uh, easternmost like point of Brazil. Right. If they can do that, that would really be great. Right. And they have the good fuel. They have the good fuel. But the distance from Kinshasa to Natal is 3,500 miles or 5,600 kilometers, if you're like that, if you're into that sort of thing. (laughs) And uh, that is exactly, exactly the range of the Boeing 314. It's like exact like the Boeing 314. I think the exact range is uh, like like 500 or 5,635 kilometers. So it's like wow. exact, exact, right? Yeah. And um, they're real tired and it's, it's already 1942 and they really want to get home and it would just be so sweet to make it all the way to Natal. Right. But if, again, if they don't make it and just land in the water, 
they're pretty stranded. And yeah. uh, I don't know, though. Right. So they kind of like they're vibing with the other Pan Am employees and they're like, we can do it. I think we can do it. So like, what we'll do is we you guys have the good fuel. We'll just take extra fuel. Right. We'll just take as much extra fuel as we can. Just everyone can just live with it. Right. We're just going to be a little uncomfy. Yeah. We're going to pack as much fuel on oh, this plane God. as we possibly can. Right. So they. They pack that plane with fuel. They fill it up like until it's spinning back out. Right. They fill up the wings like the, the you know, wing tanks as, as yeah. much as they possibly can. They take that extra fuel. They've got their three miles, you know, of of river runway ahead of them. And they're going to be OK. They're going to Brazil, baby. Everybody loads up. They put, 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 and then start to rock it down the runway as fast as they can. That no backfiring, no shaking, anything. It's so great. And nice. they are not taking off. They are <laughs> not taking off. They have the the engines turned all the way up to full throttle and they are not taking off. This plane is too heavy. They are not oh. getting anywhere. Okay, the the engines on the Boeing 314 can be on full power for 90 seconds. And we blast past 2 minutes Whoa. and we are running out of river and we are coming toward a waterfall and we are not taking off, okay? But we are in too deep. There is nothing to do, right? There's nothing to do except try so they like just go 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 they don't know if the engines are going to fail or blow up from overheating they the seconds go by finally the plane like just just lifts up just lifts up like two feet off the river and the river underneath them just hooms over the waterfall and there's nothing underneath them except they're in the gorge right but they're going they're flying right they're just they're just just flying but they're too heavy and the plane starts to descend and descends Damn. down into the gorge okay Damn. so now they're in the gorge and they're these engines are still going at full blast and we are passing like we're way over time okay Ugh. the the in the as they continue to fly they are flying but they are not gaining altitude they they sink into the gorge and the gorge starts to like starts to like shrink in narrow in on them right where they're they're going it's going to like potentially narrow they don't know this area they're not familiar they're not from here right so the gorge is narrowing and starting to curve the congo river is a very curvy river right Mm -hmm. and so they're not gaining altitude and they're coming up on a bend where they're going to just if they keep going straight, they're going to just crash into the wall. Right. And they need to bend with the river without bumping into the gorge on either side. So our good old uh, captain is flying the plane and he uh turns the plane to the right as he's starting to like gently turn it to to follow the curve of the river and the gorge and nothing happens because they filled the wings with so much fuel that it bent the wings Uh just a little bit they couldn't see it but it bent it just enough that it's crunching down on the aileron cords so they can't use their ailerons so he's like he he turns and he doesn't know any of that but he turns and it's not responding and so they're about to crash into the wall and he slams his foot on the rudder pedal and the plane just like boom like shoots over and does miss the gorge right but now they're in this curvy section and he's literally like 
bam, 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 back and forth on the uh-huh. rudder pedals, which is just like setting the plane like, oh, oof, 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 back and forth, right. back and forth. They're at three minutes. They're at three minutes no. of having the, the engines on full blast, twice as long as is safe. And finally, oh my gosh, the plane starts to just, 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 just lift up, just go up a little oh. bit, a little bit, a little bit. And they fly out of the gorge and they maintain their altitude and like... Okay. Oh my. Okay. God. We're going to Brazil. Going to Brazil. And. <laughs> wow. Wow. The flight to Brazil from Kinshasa is 24 hours long. Oh my. God. 24 full hours in How? entire day How? of flying. And they got does that sweet story. fuel. Right. <laughs> this story. <laughs> How does it continue to get worse? It just, oh. So they, it takes 24 full hours to fly to Natal. They are coming up on, on Natal. They have that sweet fuel. All I can think is that, like, after that really scary part, if like the the passengers, the people who can rest are like now the plane's not shaking and vibrating and backfiring. Oh, so right. maybe they're finally yeah. sleeping. But there's like kids on this plane. It's families. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I really hope that by this time the flight attendants have just been like, I'm a passenger now. Yeah. Like, please don't, yeah. you know, like we're all getting like, through this together. Right. We're all getting through this together. And. And I'm and like you can get your own drinks, right? You can get you exactly. can get a drink. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know where they are. We're not so, doing fucking mid flight service, drink beverage service. No, it's no, it's not, not for twenty four hours. Not no, a, no, no, not no, a no. priority right now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So they come up to Natal land and uh okay, we are we're in the Americas, right? Oh my like we, god. We did it. And uh, they get there and uh, they, I guess, tell the same story they've been telling, you know, just every time, just like, here's the deal. And again, everybody is on some level, it's wartime, right? So everybody's like, yeah, crazy stuff is happening. And the Brazilian harbor master is like, guys, you go, you relax. What we'll do, you relax. We're going to fuel you up. We got that high octane fuel for you, right? Because it's Brazil and like... Not so much war happening in Brazil, right? So, right. you know, they uh, we're going to fuel you up. And you know what we're going to do? We're uh, going to spray, we're going to fumigate the plane for yellow fever, right? Yellow fever is a real problem. So we're going to, yeah. you you go, you relax on shore, and we're going to fumigate the plane for you so that you guys don't get yellow fever. And they're like, thank you. How sweet. And so they go, they, they rest after their 24-hour flight. Oh, my God. And uh, then the plane's all fueled up, got that sweet high octane fuel. They uh, like put, put, put out, say bye bye to Brazil. They take off and they're headed for Trinidad. And as they're already in the air, already left Brazil, they realize that the fumigators stole all of their money. Oh, the my fumigators God. Stole, broke into their safe and stole all of their documents and all of their money. You what? jerks! Why? For Why? No Why? Why? Shame wow. on you, fumigators! Come on, guys! Oh, after the Not nice. after the fucking two months they've had, 
Exactly. This insane amount Gosh. of time. So, oh, so, but honestly, again, at this point, I don't know. We've all had things like this where you're just so worn out. You're like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, K, sure. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No problem, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Fine. Enjoy my identity, I guess. Have fun with right. those documents. Right. Yeah. So, uh, they are headed to Trinidad and uh, another thing that makes the not having any money and no documents thing a little better is that in Trinidad there is another one of those Pan Am stations so they can give them money they can fuel them they can feed them they can like provide for them without them needing to pay for it so they uh land in Trinidad they chill with the other like Pan Am employees at the Pan Am Center they fuel up with the good fuel the good high octane fuel and they sleep because the last leg of their journey is here trinidad mm. to laguardia oh sweet sweet sound oh never been happier to fly to laguardia <laughs> so <laughs> they um I don't know if any of you have ever flown out of uh, Terminal A at LaGuardia. It is the oldest commercial terminal in the world. Uh, it's called the Marine Terminal, right? Because it yeah. was a Marine Terminal. It's the terminal that our boys are flying towards, right? So, wow. We're going to fly to Terminal A, my favorite. <laughs> so, <laughs> on January 6th, more than a full month later wow. after they had left from california they're approaching laguardia they took off from trinidad and now they're getting closer and they're approaching laguardia and now they are close enough to call laguardia air traffic control on the radio oh, oh i can't imagine Gosh. So they call, they call LaGuardia Tower, LaGuardia Tower. This is Pan American Clipper NC186802 inbound from Auckland, New Zealand due to land in Pan Am, due to land in Pan Am LaGuardia Marine Terminal in seven minutes. Oh, seven minutes. God. Seven minutes. Uh, sorry, American Clipper, confirm your departure. Uh, say again, inbound from Auckland, New Zealand, by way of the long way round. <laughs> okay. Okay. But here's the thing. It is 6 a.m. Yeah. And LaGuardia has a sound ordinance, and you're not allowed to land there until 7. And the air traffic controller makes them fly in a holding pattern for an hour. Oh my. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's the worst part of the story. Yeah. That's worse than getting truly, your stuff stolen. Truly. So they fly in a holding I would pattern. just be like, you know what? We're crashing this shit now. I'm done. Exactly. Like, <laughs> done. Or, or just like write us a ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this exactly. is where I'm, we're landing. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is one of the situations where you really need like, you need somebody to be like, are you going to hang me? Like, you know, like just, right. yeah. Like we're putting it down. But they don't. They are oh, professionals, yeah. and they fly in a holding pattern for an hour, and then they land um, at, like, 7.02, <laughs> <laughs> and they touch their little pedals down, and they have landed. Oh. They have finally, finally landed 
in LaGuardia. Gosh. In LaGuardia. In LaGuardia. Beautiful. Ooh, so wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. The the whole time I was expecting that they would get to LaGuardia and like the US refused to let them land and then they all just crashed and died. Totally. Absolutely. Or like getting <laughs> shot down over Florida or something, yeah. right? By, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, Especially because they painted over everything. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh wow. The and like yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go I, ahead. I was I just gonna so say many like questions. <laughs> the crew was like very celebrated, right? Which is yeah, great. Good. Um, and the plane, you know how we like to talk about what happens to the plane? Yeah. So the plane was sent off to war. The plane was drafted. <laughs> they sent the plane, the plane, they renamed the plane the Pacific Clipper and sent it back to the, the West Coast and like sent wow. it over to like fight the Japanese. Wow. So the plane survived and I do not know if the plane survived the war. I don't, I don't have that information, but yeah. I hope it did. It's been through a lot. I mean, damn Boeing, you make a hell of a plane. Oh, I'll say that. That is... I mean that that regular car gasoline right. did the trick in the end. Yeah. Did it. Gosh. Oh. oh. Horrible. And like their families are like, where the fuck? I mean, I, I guess they most of everybody was related to each other, but <laughs> But that I <sighs> I hope that they I, I imagine I should say that they could probably send like telegrams from the right. Pan Am stations. That's but fair, there were only yeah. a couple of those in this right. trip. You right. know, there was only a couple. And they, I mean, and this is, again, the first time a commercial plane has ever flown around the whole globe, ever. This right. is the first time. And they did not do it on purpose. This right. was not what they set out to do. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, they really didn't think about that West thing, did they? No. I mean, I mean... It was more war zone than the route they took. You know what I mean? Because it was, yeah. I mean, Pearl Harbor, you know, it, it wasn't just, we call it Pearl Harbor, right? And it, Pearl Harbor was obviously attacked, um, right. but they, they attacked so many other islands in the Pacific and yeah. the Pacific Island is huge. You depend on those islands to, to get back. So yeah, yeah, there was just no... And that's the thing. It's either that or like you live in New Zealand now. <laughs> right. You know, right. Right. There's just, oh, but the West, Jeez I just, Louise. it's such like a simple like sentence on a piece of paper. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Just like fly West, see what happens. Yeah. Good luck. Come like to, the good luck to LaGuardia. is so. Goodbye. Right. Oh, LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Unbelievable. I mean, like, I don't even, you don't even, I don't know. Like you have that story, but it's so crazy. It's, it's like, do so... you right? Like, would you tell that at parties? You'd have to. I would wouldn't just, you? you would have to, right? You either have to, or like you never speak about it again. There's no like middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, you have like literally more than a month worth of stories too. You know what I mean? Right. And just everything, like the the. I mean, they did the route they took. They did get shot at by the Japanese. You know what I mean? They did get shot at by a a, a submarine. So 
probably would have been more if they'd gone back the other way but holy crap are there any like um interviews or anything that you saw from people the thing is is that it's all like old timey and it's all part of the war propaganda you know what i mean and i say propaganda i i'm not i'm using that as in the neutral sense right it's not of course not i don't mean that in a disparaging way it's part of the like we gotta defeat the nazis and you know whatever you know like that yeah so it's like a celebration of the american spirit and since the plane (laughs) went to fight the japanese they they it's like even better right like you know now this plane after saving these americans the plane is right there was no chance that that plane wasn't going to fight like it didn't oh my gosh there was no other ending to that story if they didn't crash like that plane was going to war yeah just for the story simply for the story (laughs) the plane had the best stories yeah the the plane is the plane is great at parties (laughs) yeah like so good kills every time every time every time yeah oh my gosh oh it's just so like i guess i keep thinking about just the like this story took an hour to tell and it took well over a month to live and just like day after day after day and there's like the exciting interesting parts but in between those there's just hours and hours and hours and hours of nothing you know of like bumpy gas plane oh the shaking backfiring right and like people like i don't know if there were like infants or but i know that if you have a group of people like somebody gets migraines you know what i mean somebody gets motion sick uh everybody gets headaches you know what i mean but just there might have been like women periods absolutely Uh, right it's a month so you're guaranteed oh and like what would you even do right what would you even do stuck you're just stuck they they had bathrooms on planes at this point yes they must have thank god yes okay they would have definitely had to like rig up a bathroom if they didn't because there's 24 hours they're stuck you know right but and it's nice that it is like a luxe old-timey plane that has like beds and stuff but but i don't uh, just oh my gosh right like enough beds for everybody i can't i don't know well and it's also like a time where you know all the places that they're going to and like arriving you know just hey we're here now can we have some gas you know like that all of those places are so deeply profoundly foreign you know what i mean like so different like it's a time where you would be where the world was like so 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 much less connected than it is now and so i just think about how like we talk about culture shock and things like that like just how intense it would be to live this experience oh my gosh right like you don't you have you couldn't even imagine what you're going into right like realistically like the realistic expectations like sure you have you know whatever preconceived stuff that you've heard or whatever consumed probably still not that much of it right but you have no sense of anything you're just like we're going to this place we're gonna ask him for fucking gas and we're getting out right yeah right and like you're sleeping you know like night after night after night after night after night either on the plane or in you know like we're a lot of this is happening in like the um like southern hemisphere so this is the the height of summer right yep 
in so hot. hot places when air conditioning was not a thing. You know what I mean? So just right. and I bet it's hot on the plane, honestly. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody can tell me if planes like what the deal is with planes and air conditioning, if that was a thing at this point. I just don't know that. But right. I don't imagine that they could like keep it super comfortable on the actual plane. Right. No, just the 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 days of flying on a plane that's like backfiring and spitting and vibrating is no. just Oh. Right, ugh. like I don't I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. I don't know if I would have gotten back on the plane. That but here's the thing, that's not even giving up, right? I can see you just being like, honestly, honestly Kinshasa is beautiful. I'm gonna stay here, right? Like honestly, exactly, like right? <laughs> Like, I'm fine. I, yeah, I'm fine here. This is fine. Like the war won't last forever. I'll make it back. No. Like, don't worry about I'll, it. Yes, exactly. That's I've been thinking that this whole time. Like, which place would I just be like? Right. Okay, which place no, would you hop it. off? Yeah. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Well, honestly, I'm sure some of them were like, we should have stayed in New Caledonia. You know? Yeah. Like that's home. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, that's and I don't know if um like New Caledonia is a uh, to this day is still a French colony it's like a it is part of france so mm. the people I, I also like i don't know how much of a language barrier there was i'm sure there's a huge language barrier everywhere that they're going but yeah. on board the plane i don't know if all of the you know people who the the pan am employees and their families are right, right. might only speak french or some of them might right. only speak french you know so just yeah. even on the plane you've got like this big cultural like right Oh my gosh, but they did it, wow. man. They did it. Wow. All 12, all 12 of the crew <laughs> did it. That's amazing. Oh, that is amazing. So good. Wow. Yeah. I've wanted to tell this story for a really long time. Oh, special thanks. So, Paper Skies, I know I've mentioned them before on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of these like old timey aviation stories. So good. So good. And I've mentioned it before in the context of his marvelous, wonderful accent. He's, he's, I think, Quebecois. Like, and he has just yeah. the sweetest, like, just. Yep my personal like one of my favorite accents so yeah you can like get really fun aviation stories and just the best accent you could hope to enjoy yeah. but um <laughs> definitely check out his channel um yeah i love this story well, it is only this fun is an because amazing story i can't believe i've never heard of it before it should be a movie right don't you think yeah, it should be a it's movie? not it's i don't think so i do not think wow. there's a movie of this all right yeah you gotta get on that yeah, yeah. You gotta get on that. He's gotta get on it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it though. Wow. I love it. That's amazing. It's such a yeah. If we I mean, this is only when did um did Amelia Earhart was that nineteen thirty seven or in the like nineteen thirty nine late like that. So this is pretty close to that time and like a very right. similar similar needs, right? Like she she you have to stop, you know, what what now would feel like atrociously often, you know, right, right. <laughs> but because you just got to keep refueling. Oh, yeah. Jeez. But her her plane did run on regular car gas, you know, like her plane right. actually did, I, I think. And so she was wow. she was set. But <laughs> oh, that high octane Still. fuel, though. It's amazing. Yeah. So that yeah, is I don't, I don't think that. I would have had it in me. No. no, no. Brutal. Brutal. I think you I think that. 
what I actually think is I think that like you would have like there'd be like some little New Caledonian like five year old who would like <laughs> yeah. be like, Will you help me or whatever in French? And then you would have been like, This is my responsibility now. <laughs> like yeah, this is my forever, right? Like, this is my job. I have to I will live on this. for the sake of this child. <laughs> like, right, exactly. So, like if I'm not one of the pilots, I have to there's something else that I gotta do. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You need like some kind of mission. Yeah. Just I mean the boredom alone, right? Oh, kill you. Yeah. Like And no. you couldn't even you couldn't even pick up like books in most places or anything, right? Right swap books with each other i guess but right i think about There's certainly like, no beautiful JetBlue televisions not a single hbo and right exactly <laughs> all the single, movies and internet you can enjoy <laughs> no no yeah not even not even like the radio you know what i mean right You're just yeah, there's like that um, like super old american bookstore in paris like on the river that um, oh yeah yeah, it's like very famous and yeah. it's kind of it's interesting because it's famous for being a bookstore that sells books in English in Paris because right. yeah, in the past that would have been like a real f- hurdle, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're in a place and you want to read books but you don't and like they don't even have books because all the places right. are it's probably really hard to find books in English. Right, exactly. Ooh, whichever whoever's like the overpacker who brought like 10 books yeah. And like argued with their like loved ones about like if they're like, no, yep. we can't bring stuff with that much weight. And they're like, but I need my copy of of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. this is my favorite Tom Sawyer book. Like that uh, hero, that whoever yeah, that person hero. was. You've, beloved. you've created a library at that point. Yeah. 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 You're your own wow. little country up there. Yeah. But, seriously. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's amazing. Do you have a. A wonderful fact to to compliment this story. I do, I do. Um, I have two facts, but I I'm trying to decide Ooh. which one to do. Do them both. Actually, we owe gonna... everybody. We owe people at yeah. this point, right? We're we're yeah, backed we up. Yeah, we really so. do. Yeah. All right, I'll go with the longer one. It's a little bit longer, mm. just because it takes a little bit to explain. So I was reading mm. an article the other day, of course, mm. and um, it's. So it's not, it's like a crass topic, but it's not a crass subject, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so crass. the fact it's about cockroach reproductive patterns. Oh, have, do you know this? I don't know. I know some, okay, some okay. bugs so, do the like whatever traumatic insemination or whatever. Um, yeah, yes, not kind that. of. Ooh. Yeah, no, 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 no. But like, okay, so when cockroaches reproduce, the male produces like a sugar, um, like glucose, Ugh. like I don't know, like spit or something that the Ugh. female eats. Ugh. And because bait, oh, can you hear the fireworks? Oh, a little bit. Wow, that is literally right outside my window. Sorry, no, it's okay. It'll just be fireworks, uh, guys. There's fireworks in the background. Yeah, there's fireworks. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're in New York. I don't Sorry. know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, anyways, so the female's like eating the sugar spit that, you know, the male like gives Makes out during mating. Right. Ugh. For her. Because it takes 90 minutes. Oh, It takes 90 whole minutes, which is Ugh. just disgusting to think about. Oh, On top of that, because bait, like you know, like bait companies or whatever realize that cockroaches like sweet things. So the bait has like, like glucose and sugars in the actual poison. 
fucking well, cockroaches have already started evolving so that they don't like crave or they like are panicked when they start tasting something sweet. Oh, so this has created like a mating problem in the fucking cockroach, whatever, because as soon as the female like tastes the like sugar spit, she's like, no, fuck you. And oh jets off. Oh, my gosh. So because, of course, cockroaches are horrifying. Now the males have evolved to basically mate faster Ugh. in order to continue to mate. So oh. now they've just like humans have literally changed like the evolution and like genetic. I don't know, maybe not genetic makeup, but like the yeah. behavioral. No, yeah, right. Like the behavioral instincts of their literal like life sustaining thing oh because of bait. And oh. that is crazy to me. Also, bait companies are changing their bait and they're not using sugar anymore because of these studies oh my god but isn't that sick and disgusting and also and just insane uh, honestly can i tell you what what honestly comes to mind besides like cockroaches yes, are so me. disgusting and like you guys know we live in new york city <laughs> what actually yeah. comes to mind is how everyone talks about how like and i strongly believe that dating in new york city is like the worst thing possible oh my god. and all no. i can think is that like new york city has literally like ruined <laughs> the dating lives of cockroaches <laughs> it is such a horrible hellhole that like yes. no one is safe no one oh. is safe not even roaches oh they're from the like human condition right right oh, oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. So they're ew. I just cockroaches are so disgusting, guys. They're oh so god. disgusting. Oh my god. It's and I was like, yeah. I was telling Ty about this. I'm like, do you want to hear about cockroach <laughs> mating rituals? He's like, no, I don't fucking yeah. want to hear. About <laughs> no, this. I don't want that. I'm like, no, 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 you're gonna listen because this is important. This is it evolution is, we're talking about. This is an interesting story or an interesting yes. fact. Certainly, <laughs> it is like one that obviously like turns my stomach and makes me feel yes, sad horrifying. for everybody who has a date in New York City, yes. cockroach and human alike. But like, Gosh. oh, I. It's I just have so like weird. A, it's weird to yeah. me. The thing that stuck out to me actually was how quickly they were able to evolve. Mm, mm -hmm. like how long it, is this time span that we're talking about? Like a couple decades, years, I think. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like just. I mean, an evolution timeline. That's pretty damn quick. Yeah, yeah. That's they're like and their guess, adaptation yeah, like, uh, is so rapid. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Like the adaptation. That and is. It's, it's like to the point where. Like new baby cockroaches won't even go for the sweet bait. Wow. Because they know. Like Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. And someone yeah. must have noticed that to even study it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's some 100%. like cockroach scientist out there who is like observing, like in his kitchen, like yeah. watching cockroaches mate. And he's like Wait that a dude's a little fast what's going on right. like just exactly like well that... i mean I, you would you would have to notice like 90 minutes god oh oh the article was in the new york times if anybody is interested in learning the science behind it there it was like a very <laughs> interesting really and like... short nice article <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah it is that's there's all kinds of like interesting adaptations like that and obviously yeah. some of them are more 
you know, some of them are really sad, you know, and some of them are really, yeah. really cool and interesting. But it is, it's wild how how quickly some things can like shift like that. Yeah. And yeah, that's amazing. It is so yeah. disgusting to think about cockroaches, but so um, it is very, very, very interesting. Yeah. And like, just, I don't know, like the cockroach, like he gets, he gets his like, his love, a little treat. Yeah. And then she runs yeah. away. Right. Like, she's like, ew, you're gross. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, wait, what? Yeah, I know. Seriously. Like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm a nice guy. Right. <laughs> like, right, exactly. I got you this disgusting sugar spit. Yes. Oh, horrible. They, yeah, I don't know. Anybody who, like, lives in a place where cockroaches are, like, a real problem. Because, like, you know, in Buffalo, they're not. No, a, right. An issue. Well, insert, yeah. Or, yeah, Generally. I'm sure they are for some people. I should say just yeah. growing up, that was never... We had ants, but no cockroaches. Yeah, lots of ants. Right. And ants are like a, a society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. yeah they're they're like a little... <laughs> as simple. upsetting as it can be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but... They're communal. Oh, my goodness. That's wild. And yeah. gross. I thought the yeah, traumatic my- insemination, another another comment in new york city pest or whatever mm. is yep. like bed bugs bed bugs will Ugh. um like there's no they just like stab anywhere Ugh. into the female like the male just oh, like great. stabs into her and can like inseminate Ugh. from anywhere Ugh. and like that's a that's not good don't do that no don't do that but like it that's disgusting that's right on par for bed bugs it is it is so gross yeah. oh yeah so so anybody out there i hope that you i hope you have sweet dreams i hope yes. that you don't have any cockroaches or bed bugs yeah. in your home yeah. um if you ever do you can write us and talk to us about it because we will yeah. commiserate with you yeah. um i can i mean i yeah. ran a homeless shelter for many years i can help you get rid of them right you know bed bugs yeah you know bed bugs yeah Yeah. and trying to get rid of it for the residents too like everybody is working to do this one thing right and it's so impossible it's so difficult yeah honestly guys if you're having if you're having a rough time with any kind of bug right any bug at all you got you got bed bugs you got lice you got anything right just we can talk about it right like yeah these are these are things that happen to humans and and really, we just it's like okay. when you reach out to us. We like it when we talk. Yeah. We we love to talk with you. So yeah, um, you and thanks can, to everyone who yeah. uh, like was talking to us while we were traveling. That oh, was really nice. It was so nice. Mariah it was like so read nice to hear from you guys. Mariah like read most of it to me because I was just yeah. like you know like a swollen <laughs> monster who couldn't talk. Yeah. But it was so nice, guys, to hear from all of you. And thank you, yeah, yeah to everybody who like wished me well with the wisdom teeth and um and yeah, yeah it was it it was it was 75 percent very easy and 25 yeah. percent very hard so yeah. very, very uh, hard. i totally recommend going to if you live in america or canada <sighs> maybe uh and you need to get dental work done on the cheap don't have yeah on yeah. the cheap don't have dental insurance right costa rica great experience totally recommend yeah. So, 
Yeah. And just a beautiful, wonderful place. Yeah. Really nice. Really, really beautiful. Nicest people. The nicest people. The nicest people. Yeah. The nicest people ever. And, uh, they and and they got bugs too. So you know, bugs are <laughs> it's a, bugs. so many it's bugs. A, it's a global phenomena. So <laughs> if you want to tell us your World War II stories, like your about your like family, you want to yeah. uh, talk about bugs. You want to talk about Costa Rica. You want to talk about teeth. You want to talk about yep. anything? You can email us at the podcast at email at uh, email dot com. That's not right. <laughs> Gmail dot com. Um, it's weird that nobody ever, it's weird that email.com didn't take off and that's not like the standard. Right. But anyway, was it a thing? I don't know. I don't know. If you want to answer that, you can email us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Good fact. (laughs) And, um, yeah, we love you guys so much. Yeah, we do. We just thank you for, honestly, I don't know how many people listen to the end of this, but, um, uh, I think a lot of you shared our last episode and like, thank you. Like, thank you very, very much. And like from the bottom of our hearts, I don't know, just thank you. It's really, really nice of you to, to, to do that. So thanks. It is. Yeah. I love you so much, Mariah. I love you too, Casey. Thanks for telling that story. It was a great story. Oh, thank you so much for listening. And (laughs) thank you for your disgusting facts. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. You've all been so, so gracious. Um, I know this is the longest we've ever gone without an episode, so thank you, thank you um, to all of you who listened this week and who, uh, yeah, stuck with us. You can email us if you notice anything we got wrong, if you want to get in touch with us for any reason, at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok. Um, Yeah, we love you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.